never worried that you might be the cool kid You wear the latest fashions on top of all the trends Or have you ever worried you were too much in the mainstream Always so generic, more normal than your friends Well, we've devised a test to put to rest your fears There's no need to panic if you lend us your ears Tonight you can't sleep easy after all that you've heard Cause if you like the show, then you're probably a nerd That means it's time for a new episode of the It's Canon Podcast, the podcast where we talk about all things geek, the podcast where we talk about all things pop culture, the podcast where we talk about anything and everything, because as it says in the title of the show, it is all in canon. We're your hosts, I'm Boris, and as always, I'm joined by Phil. Happy Monday, everybody. It's our favorite day of the week, a Monday in December. Exactly. Monday in December, getting closer to the holidays, getting closer to Christmas and the New Year's and everything in between. And happy Hanukkah. Exactly. I was literally about to say that. Um, But yeah, so this week on the show, we're going to be chatting about PlayStation and their kind of uh, road to catch up to Xbox's Game Pass. We're going to be chatting about Halo. We're going to be chatting about Hawkeye. And then we're going to be giving you our preview of the 2021 Video Game Awards. And there might be some stuff here and there that could pop up. That's pretty much how we're going to spend the next 60 to 90 minutes on this here show, Phil. That sounds wonderful. And I'm a sorry to anybody out there for any weird sounds that are going on in the background. But as I told Boris... I'm eating a hamburger. My yep. first time on air. And it's kind of like watching a Rancor monster eat a Gamorrean guard. Yep. Pretty much. It's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is. All kinds of pickles sticking out of the edges. <laughs> love it. Absolutely love it. <laughs> Phil, it's just us this week. What's going on? Hopefully Tyler's feeling a little better, but I know he's a little under the weather, but he'll be back next week. Um, but yeah, Phil, how's everything going? How's life? How's the past week been? It's been a little bit of a quiet week. I'll I'll be honest. Um, I have been on a technology like drive lately in that I switched my cell phone. Yeah. And I got a pixel six and this is just a casual thing, right? Yeah. I've always been a fan of the pixels. I'm not endorsing or you know reviewing it or anything exactly but i did find that there was something weird about this that drove me a little bit nutty and that is in canada and in the states they've passed this communications law because all the spam callers they've told the telecommunications companies that they have to put in this anti-spam feature now friday thursday i got about 10 spam calls Friday, I got 15. And I was, you know me, Boris, Angry Phil was inhabiting this frame. For sure. That Friday. Of course. And I tweeted at my carrier and I said, hey, dudes, did you institute this CRTC commission thing? 
And they came back with, yes, we did, but you have to have a Pixel 6 phone. That's the only phone that supports it. And I'm like, well, funny you should say that. And then I found it in the software. I turned it on, knock on wood. I have not had a spam call since. Very cool. So it does some kind of call verification, along with all the other features of a cell phone. But the interesting part about this phone, Boris, is it's the most boring phone I've ever used again. Really? My Pixel 2 was so good, it just does what it needs to Mm -hmm. and pretty much does it on its own. All I have to do is put my eyeballs on it. Yeah. It's a weird experience not having to constantly tinker or fight with a phone. To have a phone be a utility tool in your pocket and have it work every time. The only time you're going to use it is when you have to touch it. Like yeah. when you have to send a message or do whatever. So it's probably my most unused phone. And I'm looking forward to two more years at the very least of having limited interaction with my phone. Good. Other than looking up news or reading social media, you know, when I'm on the toilet. Yep. No, I know exactly what you mean. Like, oh. um, and that's that's honestly the reason why I've always been a fan of the Pixel or the Nexus line, as it used to be called. And that's because it's bare bones Android. It's exactly how Android is supposed to work. I'm not a fan of the skins that Samsung and LG and Huawei and all the other companies put. I don't care about that stuff. Typically, that stuff slows down your phone because of kernel xyz right so i'm i've always been a fan of bare bones uh android so i've always anytime i've had an android phone outside of the very first one uh i've always used a nexus or a pixel for that very reason um and 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 as you said you know it's it's it just works it's supposed to do you know especially android where you have so much more power than on an iphone um, it's nice to know that you don't have to tinker with every single little setting just to get it the way that you want. Yeah, it, it's it's catching up to iPhone in terms of migration and ease of use. iPhone yeah. still has a lot of advantage in the marketplace, and I'm not going to make it a us versus them because I have an iPhone too. Yeah. So I get it. I, I see the user experience and everything, but the Pixel is catching up on that front yeah. like drastically. Exactly. And yeah, it's it's just it just works. It's funny you should mention LG because LG are out of the business now. Yeah, exactly. And I think this week, if anybody has an LG phone, I think this is the last week that their shop is running online. And that's the last time that you can boot loop it or, you know, get it, get it uh, free. Yeah. Of the boot stuff. So once they shut down that site, I think you're into like hacker market or gray market stuff. So. Yeah, pretty much. Which that's typically Android in general, right? Like that's that's really the differentiation right there between an Android yeah. user and iPhone user. An Android user is someone who really wants to tinker with things a little more. You have full control of the OS and everything. Whereas iPhone, you know, just because of its ease of use, what makes it easy to use and its ease of use is the fact that it's all set up for you with an Apple kind of tells you how to, you're going to use your phone to a certain extent, right? Like, you know, while mm-hmm. you say that Android has gone better at their overall UX and making things easy and making things nice and you know make just making it work iPhone is kind of going the other way where they're opening up a little more but mm. they're kind of taking this the, the, you know a safer approach where it's it's kind of like all um, you know it's little by little um, but 
you know, it is what it is at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, just like you said, this isn't an us versus them. I've used both. I used both. Uh, I don't, I really don't have a preference at the end of the day. I just want a fucking thing that works. Uh, I don't want to, I don't want to struggle. I want, you know, crazy concept, Phil. I want a phone that's phone actually works, has good sound. You know, I know a lot of people who after even a few months, they have to use the speaker phone because the headset's barely working or the volume somehow has, is, you know, degraded um it's just ridiculous sometimes uh what happens with these phones i just want something that works i do a lot of traveling for work i need to be incommunicado with people like i need to be able to be reached and reach out to people especially you know when i'm when i'm on the road and that's really the only reason why i have an i've uh like the iwatch stuff it's just for that very reason so i don't always have to be looking at my phone right um but yeah, yeah. that's that, yeah, that's, that's our phone talk that's a great thing it's leaking now the pixel watch renders are coming out now yep. so next year they're talking about the fact that google are going to start migrating fitbit line into a pixel uh watch line yep makes sense Possibly. makes total it's sense all, it's all it's yeah. all just out there. But for me, moving in was just simply logging in, which was a nice touch for Android. Right. It's something we get on iPhone all the time, but it was just a really nice touch to when you, it's just like iPhone. When you give in and let Apple do what it needs to do to make your life easy, you do the same thing with Google. Hey, guess what? Works great. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. I, it's just a funny thing that came up. But otherwise, I've been, um, you know, watching some TV. I really, we have our, our Christmas specials coming up. Yep. And you guys um, made your your gifts to to me and each other. And I just want to share them with the audience because when we want or when we have that episode, maybe you want to freshly watch them with us. Exactly. So that you can be on the same page as us. So I know Boris, um, well, Tyler was a first. With what was it, pig? Yep, it's pig. Uh, Nicholas Cage, um, and then you came forward with Gremlins. Yep, which is a nice, you know, retroy kind of Christmassy movie. I guess I haven't watched that since probably it was in the theaters. Actually, yeah, honestly, so, I haven't watched it in years. Honestly, I know I think I haven't watched the first one, especially since I was a kid. I know I've seen yeah. the second one a couple times more, but. I don't, you know, the first one, I, it's honestly probably been 20 years. Yeah, and it's interesting because I know you chose Batman Returns last year. And I haven't seen that one in a freaking long time. Yeah. Like, since the theaters. And that was a trip for me. So, I, I decided to go with, I really wrestled with it over the weekend. I just wanted you, and hopefully Tyler's listening in from his bed or whatever, but get better soon buddy um yeah i wrestled with it and i wanted to do a holiday one like i did last year and whatnot but i'm not feeling the holiday season yeah so i decided to go into that nostalgia bucket and i pulled out labyrinth so you know what 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 a great gift but david bowie's unit so you know what? Honestly, I haven't seen that movie in years. It's a movie I've been wanting to watch. It just, I just don't. Honestly, I don't have much free time right now. Any quote unquote free time is already spoken for with other stuff at this point. Um, so yeah, no, that's an awesome choice. 
I'm going to really have fun watching that. Uh, the Christmas special will be out on Christmas Day, Christmas Eve at night. Um, you know, it's just us chatting about our three entertainment picks. You have Pig, Gremlins, and Labyrinth. We're going to be having some beer and it's going to be just an open, fun discussion. It's not really a planned episode. We kind of just, you know, do our thing, have a chat about what we've watched and, you know, what we liked, what we didn't like. Um, the most work is kind of doing some background info to set up the movie. But outside of that, it's, you know, it's a very easygoing, fun little episode that I, I really enjoyed. Six hours. Finding six hours. <laughs> Well, because yeah. I don't know about you, but I was derelict in my content duties other than Hawkeye. I watched Hawkeye, but I haven't touched Masters of the Universe Revelations or whatever season two. I haven't touched like Cowboy Bebop. I finished the other week, but I've been completely absent on stuff and I know it's piling. Yeah. And that's the worst part is like, I'm like. Oh man, there's so much like the expanse starts this week, season six. Yeah. Uh yeah. There's just a lot of stuff, man. Wheel of time. Like I'm just like, holy cow. And then Book of Boba Fett. Like, it's nuts. It's a uh, crazy time. I blame you. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. And that's that's the thing. I'm 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 so behind on a lot of stuff. Um I've been off, but I just honestly, it's just been so crazy. I've just been trying to catch up, you know, really keep my head above water. Um, like nothing bad is going on. It's just I've just been so busy the past few months um, with 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 uh, the Sunday nights main event stuff, uh, you know, with with work. Um, even though I'm off, I'm still kind of doing some stuff this week. I actually have, a, you know, a couple important meetings that I have to set up for and do a bunch of stuff and customers are asking for stuff at the end of the year um so you know i've been good and busy there but uh, yeah like honestly the only thing i've really been able to watch was i finished season five part two of money heist this weekend came out on i want to say friday pretty much watched that last night this morning um still going on like zero sleep basically i don't know why just haven't been able to sleep properly um you know and then i still right before we started recording like this afternoon i was watching uh working moms i absolutely freaking love that show i don't know why it's just a fun show to have on the background you don't really need to pay too much attention and it's right there right like it's just it's a good old canadian cbc show kind of like kim's convenience um kind of like Shit's creek and and whatnot mm -hmm. uh it's funny i i was watching um I did I did have in the background a Texas Ranger show on mm -hmm. like a Warden Ranger thing and I found that was quite interesting for background like it I, there is something about reality TV you were right there is that. so I'll honestly the thing about reality TV for me is you know I can only watch especially right now that so many TV shows are focusing on covid talking about covid you know I'm not by any means, by any stretch of the imagination, anti-COVID at all. I've been affected personally by it, not like myself, but, you know, people around me. I've had family members pass away, but constantly, you know, having COVID, 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 COVID in your face, it just, it's mentally draining, man. So with a lot of TV shows yeah. focusing on COVID, I've just been having a really hard time watching 
some of these dramas and whatnot, like, you know, um, like your Grey's Anatomy, even like it's just it's 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 just been tougher to watch and get your head around it and stuff like that. Um, so mm-hmm. I'm kind of going into the reality stuff. And, yeah, they also deal with COVID, but it's not like full on storylines and people are going to pass and things like that. Um, you know, it's just kind of like an escape. And again, because I'm typically usually working on something, I'm always on my computer, I'm always working on something. I'm always scheming and, and, and you know, have the, the side hustles going or my main hustle. Uh, so having something in the background, like <laughs> if it's not music, it's going to be TV. So I can just like, you know, just just whatever, um, you know, it, I change it up between you know, an audio book, music, or TV. It really depends on my mood. Um, and it, it, it's actually something that my sister and I watch together, like when I'm over at my parents. Um, it's kind of like, you know, it's it's the, one of the few things that we both can agree to watch, you know, that or sports for the most part, which is kind of funny of all things, right? But yeah, so I guess <laughs> short story long, um, it's just mindless fun and entertainment. That's honestly why I like reality TV. That and usually the chicks are yeah, hot. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I just find that there's the, like a little bit of a compelling storyline because, you know, with something like this, you know, sans hot chicks, but um, <laughs> they're chasing down people for like killing a deer and out of season or yeah, catching fish or trying to sneak across the border or things like that. It's all really plain and whatnot, but I just find that the, the editing and the narrative that they assemble is so darn compelling. Like, I'm like, this is a master class in like how to get eyeballs on TV for people who are just regular people, right? Like they're just doing their job and they're relating well on the camera because they're, it's a well-produced show. So exactly. shout out to Park, Parky. Right, exactly. (laughs) Um, Having said that, like, you know, we have experience with reality and documentaries and we know exactly (laughs) how fake they actually are. Um, But, you know, that's it. It is what it is. Like, you know, you're never going to get true reality because true reality is fucking boring. Yeah, there's always a script, ladies and gentlemen. There's always a script. Yep. <laughs> always. Or or yeah, like or they're just just the, the or the producers are just itching itching to find like the the low-hanging fruit and really make an issue yeah. out of that. Like it's just so funny how it works. And you know, the kudos to the producers like take a bite. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, but I think we we've been we, there. We've been there. We became pros at not biting and not not falling for some of those things too and i know it pissed off a lot of people well it it was a double-edged sword because i i still have some of the friends in that in that world and they're just like yeah we stopped interviewing you because you knew what we were doing exactly and you were never going to take it but they're like full respect like they're just like you know what a lot of people just always go for it it just makes me laugh whenever i watch a piece on the news or on on a documentary and somebody breaks out singing a chant for a team or whatever yeah. and there's only two guys and I'm like you are going to regret that for the rest of your life cuz you look like a drunken douche and it's just hilarious but two words I know what you mean though I'm two words of the COVID. and this is this is the reason honestly why I'm always careful and you know exactly what I'm going to bring up evil bird yep. <laughs> Yeah, Evil Bert. Yeah, exactly. Evil Bert. <laughs> Listeners, you go YouTube. Evil Bert 
breakfast television Vancouver. Oh, you're gonna you're gonna love it. it it's it's honestly one of the most entertaining things, and this is the reason why like Phil and I really learned when we were in that that section of our life uh, to kind of avoid a lot of things, and it was to the point where you know people stopped wanting to talk to us. Um, they would rather talk to regular members because the regular members would more likely bite at a lot of stuff. Or this is, yep. I think you knew this. I never really admitted to this, but I would tank interviews on purpose uh, when they tried getting me to, uh, like when they threw the bait. There were times that I literally tanked interviews on purpose just to fuck them up. I, um, what I did was, especially near the end of my tenure, we had a lot of misogynistic stuff from the general crowd and other groups yeah. that were trying to be asked about with us and i refused a lot of the interviews because i told them if you don't want to talk to me when there isn't controversy then you're not going to talk to me when there is yep exactly. that's not the type of interview that i am but i did go through with interviews with people who were on my beat yeah and yeah i know you sometimes an interview just goes bad you're just on the wrong frequency but other times i would always uh i figured out how to turn the question or the amount of times right? what's crazy, Phil, is the amount of times that these interviewers, especially radio people, I found um, were just not ready. They had no fucking idea about anything. They, oh, they you gosh. can tell that they read headlines 10 minutes before they got on the phone with us. Yep, exactly. It was it was literally an intern. Let them know some stuff mm -hmm. that they thought they knew. Yep. it was it was terribly informed, but that was the easiest when they didn't know what to do. And we do. Yeah, because that way you can turn an interview really fast and embarrass them. Yeah, because it just takes something like, "What do you think of the misogynistic sign?" Well, our group doesn't condone any misogynistic uh, messages at all, and we have a membership plan that will eliminate the person from being in the members members list. But then it's like, "But how about we talk about our charity initiatives?" Yeah, and things like that. And I just spin it like a politician. It was just like, exactly. "Oh, this is ducks in a barrel." Yeah, but what's funny is that, like, you know, you did that and it was great. I did that and, you know, I misrepresented the group because I embarrassed the interviewer. Oh, I think everybody tuned out and just didn't care what I was doing. Every yeah. eyeball was on you, man. No, I know. <laughs> oh, I know. It's funny. Um, which, you know, it's just amazing that I continue doing this stuff and I put myself out there. Uh, you know, I was, I was having this conversation just a couple days ago with someone and she was basically saying just how thick of skin i have and it's like she has no idea about my red patch boys days about my soccer life it's like <laughs> you have no fucking idea how thick my skin actually is <laughs> yeah it's true you gotta gotta get it but uh to your earlier point i'm sick of all the covid stuff too i can't watch the news and stuff it's yeah. just too much bad news yep. so that's why we have things like you know reality tv or the, the fantasy TV and the sci-fi and all this other stuff that we geek out on on the show and whatnot. It's it's we've got that ability to rope into something fantastical that, you know, takes your mind off of stuff. Actually, one thing I did start watching last night is Lost in Space season three. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's on Netflix now. Yep. And I got to say, damn, like production quality is there, guys. Like, yeah. I, I'm out of all the stuff that blows me away about how many things get canceled off of Netflix. Three seasons of Lost in Space feels like 
I want to sing off the to- off the rooftop because it, it's something that I don't really care about. But damn, it's well done. The and it issue, got three seasons. Like the I issue that I have seasons with the, of that's Crystal. typically the the magic number of seasons of that first contract, right? The issue that I've had with Lost in Space is that, dude, the show came out April of 2018, and we're only on season three. Like, it's lost me. So every time that a new season has come out, I've had to re- essentially re-watch the entire show uh, just to remember what the fuck was going on. Which, again, not a huge yeah. issue, but, you know, you know, that's the flip side of that, right? Like, you know, it's great, but especially the way and that we consume content now. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, that's a big problem with the way that Netflix does it, especially yeah. because now like, look, Cowboy Bebop was everything in my news for like a week. Everybody watched it. Nobody wanted to talk about it. Now it's done. Yeah. You know, if they come out with a season two, I'm going to have to go watch season one again because it's different than the cartoon. Yeah. So it, it's just like, that's, that's it. You're right. It's a huge problem. I like it when it drags out week to week. Yeah, I'm actually really starting to enjoy that format more. I remember when like the boys was really doing this. It kind of it kind of felt weird just because I think Netflix and the way that Netflix has their releases kind of took over how content should be streamed over to us. Um, But I'm actually loving how Disney Plus does it because I cannot fathom watching a show like Loki back to back to back to back it would completely yeah. ruin the show for me the way that we watched loki was perfect week over week and yep. then you take the week to think about it and talk about it can you dude can you imagine mandalorian watching all that in one oh. go because you know we would watch that literally literally i would take the friday off just to watch the show like this is the craziness that is that show too and because of that format it's like look how much banter like the success of the mandalorian is 50% Grogu or Baby Yoda. Uh, let's say let's say 40% Grogu, 10% Mando, and 50% Fridays and letting a whole week of speculation Star Wars nerdism happen. Yep. Because look how many people lost their minds and how many how many sites like heck we see a rise in our numbers when we yep. talk about the Mandalorian, oh, right? Yeah. Like it's there's a fan base out there that's wanting to talk about it and participate and hear about it right or wrong. Like Dude, I don't even have to ask people because if you know, for, if you, for listeners who don't remember or are new every week, especially Mandalorian, just because star Wars is our ish, uh, we would have a episode just on Mandalorian and we would go deep in like deep. <laughs> We're talking our, analysis is longer than the episode itself just because the guests that we had would just you know they were just as enthusiastic as us talking about and reviewing the show as we were um so you know some some episodes were 90 minutes anyways point is i wouldn't even struggle to find people and we had some pretty awesome guests you know we did so you know we're gonna we do did. it again. I think we're gonna do it for for uh, Book of Boba Fett. Boba. I think that's that's the uh, that's the plan. I would we, love to, but we've only got seven episodes. It's it's a shorter that's run, fine. ladies and that's gentlemen. Nothing it's like wrong. Even better. Expanse season six uh, is six episodes, so I I prefer less is more. If you're gonna dilute it and put filler in, because I think they're getting really sensitive about that filler comment. 
on episodes. So, yeah, this is their counter. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, we'll talk about it offline, but I can almost guarantee listeners are going to be getting a special episode when Book of Bubba Fett comes out. And every week we're going to have new guests, guest chatters talking about it because we've we've made some people who like constantly like friends who constantly ask us to come on the show now just because they've had fun chatting with us. And, you know, uh, it's, it's a fun freaking time doing that. So, you know, that's uh, that's how we'll handle that. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's just, it's, it's so funny. Like, and, and I think you're a hundred percent right. Um, you know, it's podcasts and nerd sites and, you know, pop culture. YouTube. Uh, yeah. Like self-produced stuff, podcasts, yeah. YouTube. And they've really, that thrives, really, man. really driven interest into Mandalorian. Like it's, it's freaking crazy. Hey, and it's, it's not just the nerd stuff. Look at what podcasts, YouTube, um, and and websites alike did for a show like Squid Game. Yeah. Oh, huge. And as well, like I gotta say, out of my little corner of nerddom, that segment drives Muppet life forward. Yeah. Like it, it's it's these fan bases and whatnot, and same with the MCU. Anything MCU has got an absolutely massive amount of of fan sites or or you know like chatter yeah about it exactly and, and it, it it's the way that a different a new generation of marvel fan or comic fan like dc has it too <laughs> let's not you know lie um but it's a way for the older crowd or the more red crowd to relate what's in the books yeah and then theorize about what could be in the show yes like, it's a great torch it's a great way to pass a torch and I think Star Wars, I, I, I saw a headline today that said Star Wars has already introduced its what if, and they called it Legends. Yeah. And now, like, all of us who know about Legends stuff, and we know that Dave and, and John and everybody's going back to Legends to pull things out of it, it's just amazing because we can, oh, yeah, we've seen that. Luke Skywalker had a girlfriend and did this and did that and the other thing. So Yeah, there's exactly. A lot of- possibilities yeah exactly it just opens up the, the floodgates really at the end of the day um but having said that there's a couple things i do want to talk about on this episode the first of it <laughs> actually being is more, more of a question to you um since we're talking about streaming and content and 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 you know the the podcasts and 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 bloggers really pushing the 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 popularity of certain things have you watched arcane on netflix I have not, but I've seen a lot of hype around it. Right? I'm hearing nothing but amazing things about the show. Uh, Riot Games, League of Legends, and just kind of like the lure and the world that they're building around it. It's just crazy how they've gotten into so many different things. TV shows, various games, projects. It's just crazy, like the investment that Riot Games is putting forward here. And I'm hearing nothing but amazing stuff. Uh, so that's something that we should probably get on our on our radar and talk about it in full Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, between now and probably the, the, the new year. Um, but the first item yeah. that I wanted to chat about was, you know, last week, and we've talked about this a lot, you know, we've kind of, um, the reason why we, we always talk about Xbox Game Pass and, and uh, Stadia is because, you know, we do see that that could be the future in gaming, you know, 
there are skeptics who still think that the internet itself is going to be a roadblock and i don't disagree but i don't think it's as huge of a roadblock as people exactly i don't think it's a huge roadblock as we think it was even five years ago now we talk about game pass we praise game pass for what it is and we've always said people need to remember Sony already does have something like this, um, but it's kind of like built into various things. They have PS Now and they have P- PlayStation Plus. Speculations coming out from Bloomberg last week that PlayStation is planning to do a large scale, scale overhaul of its online subscription offerings in this spring with an aim towards creating a true competitor to Xbox's Game Pass. The idea is essentially to come PlayStation Plus and PlayStation Now into one offering codenamed Spartacus, um, but they're essentially going to keep the name PlayStation Plus to it. Uh, they say that the service is going to have multiple tiers. Tier one is the existing PlayStation Plus benefits, uh, which would kind of give you, uh, you know, the, your the online access plus a couple g- uh, games free a month. Tier two is a large catalog of PS4 games and eventually PS5 games, and then tier three is the demos streaming library of PS1, PS2, PS3, and PSP games. And obviously, you know, you get everything from the above tiers. Interesting. Uh, I gotta say, like, I, I, due to my hardware dilemma, I had to choose last night about where I was going to buy a game. Yeah. And Chorus, the game, is on Stadia. It's on xbox and it's on playstation 5 but since my xbox is an s i figured there's no point in getting it for that so it came down to stadia versus playstation 5 and i'd seen that the render drop is lower is higher on stadia so i went with ps5 but it really is interesting because i find that i'm not as likely to buy a game on my xbox console ever but will I download the crap out of it on Game Pass? Hell yeah. Yeah. Do I think most games are going to end up on Game Pass? Yeah. You know, I, I waited on the Aliens Fire Team thing. Guess what comes out this month? Aliens Fire Team on Game Pass. So I look at that and I go save myself 50 bucks. And it's even to the point where it's discouraging some sales on PlayStation for me. Right. Because I'm not going to take a chance on a game because I'm just going to go, it's going to be free in a month. So who cares? Or three months or six months or yeah. whatever for I'm going to get a chance at it and see if it's worth my money. Wait for a deep sale done. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Like, and, and this day one release schedule is insane with halo infinite and Forza horizon five and all these big titles, man. Yeah. Now on day one, keep that in mind because there are some interesting things about this PlayStation plus overhaul. It does not include plans to launch AAA PlayStation exclusive Game Day 1 yeah. on PlayStation Spartacus, the main draw of Xbox Game Pass. Similarly, there doesn't appear to be multi-platform launch plans. Game Pass, obviously, um, you can play it on console, PC, cloud, etc., mobile. PlayStation Plus is going to be a PlayStation exclusive. Now, the second point, whatever, that doesn't yeah. really surprise me. It's Sony versus Microsoft. It makes me laugh when people say how how far behind Sony PlayStation is to Microsoft Xbox because, you know, of their online capabilities. It's Sony 
versus Microsoft. If Microsoft isn't ahead, I would be freaking, freaking pissed. Yeah, and and let's let's not forget. A year ago, we were all making fun of Microsoft. Exactly. Right? Like two years ago, they weren't even in the conversation. To be honest. Yeah. Now, like, Sony making a decision to only game on the single platform or crossplay is disabled or whatever doesn't phase me at all. That's Sony being Sony. Like, and the thing is, they have the amount of gamers to make to not have it affect the experience. You know what sucks is when you go on Stadia and you don't have cross-platform play. And you log into a dead server. Yeah. There's no chance to group up because there's six guys and that's it. That's on that server. Yeah. You know, you need cross play on platforms like that. But let's face it, like the toys, like Sony and Microsoft have all the players Yep. in what, some corralled thing. What could hurt this is the day one launch of triple AAA PlayStation exclusives yes. to this service. Now, anything can yep. change. You know, they might take this info to the market and the market might say fuck you we want those exclusives day one um so you know they would change their plans that i can see legitimately putting and hindering this plan just a little bit yeah that's the biggest weak spot for me um because it's bad because i sound so spoiled but it's like I look at it and I go, oh, Starfield, it launches like November some odd 2022 or something. I'm like, ah, it's free. It's made by Microsoft. Yeah. It'll be on Game Pass like yep. day one. Who cares? I've already downloaded Halo Infinite. I'm waiting for it to go live. Yep. Like, oh, it's just hilarious how spoiled you get as a gamer. And the funny thing is, is that Xbox this week, or I guess with the Game Awards coming up, which we'll talk about later, but they've been like, quietly going about the fact that you know what not a big deal that you can't buy an xbox x this this christmas just get game pass yeah because we've got all the xbox x's on the background to do your online play with so you're going to get the benefits of an xbox x with regular xbox hardware and just play over the cloud see what's interesting is that to me this again points to the future plans of microsoft where i truly do think that they are going to become a cloud software company focus on game pass you know there was a lot of rumor and speculation yeah. in innuendo that playstation 360 was going to be their last hardware i'm legitimately thinking that this could be it that microsoft might mm-hmm. sell you a box might sell you something to connect to game pass but the hardware requirements the hardware you know everything uh, is is going to be sitting on servers you know i i truly yeah, do think like, that that is the future that's the next era that's the next generation of gaming we're going to get like we missed it because of our break on the podcast but one of the headlines that i was tracking was the fact that stadia are now whitelisting their service yeah so they're providing the backbone for uh, I believe it was HBO or whatever Activision yeah. was making a product available to HBO users and whatnot and using Google Stadia. So yeah. it was ba- our, our Batman, Arkham Asylum or whatever. So it was DC people through HBO Max were able to get the game free while streaming it. Yeah. And that was using Stadia's hardware. So it's happening in the marketplace. It is happening all yeah. around us. Exactly. And it's a fat fascinating thing to watch because microsoft are all in on this so 
get ready for, uh, you know, I don't know that Stadia is going to be the contender that I wish for no. it to be, but you can bet Sony are doing a lot of work on the back end to take themselves to the next level and try to compete with this. Of but course. Microsoft are always going to win this because it's Microsoft. It's Microsoft. Let's remember that. It's Microsoft. They should win. Right. And the Sony gamers are a bit more nostalgic, man. We download our games. <laughs> yeah, exactly, 100%. All right, so before we move on to the Video Game Awards, I did want to bring up, on Saturday, did you watch Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse Part 1 trailer? <laughs> I did. I actually caught that one within a couple hours. <laughs> man, Spider-Man is going to have a hell of a 2022 Comics are going to have a hell of a 2022. It is crazy when you take a look at the lineup between, you know, I'm even going to add Spider-Man No Way Home because that's coming out basically at the end of this year. So there's going to be some some yeah. some some trail off on to the new year. You're getting Batman, the Batman in March. You're getting Doctor Strange. You're getting Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. You are getting a shit ton of part movies one. next year. Yeah, part one. I think part that was the one. biggest like that was the biggest shock surprise of that trailer. Yeah. Like, to be honest, I wasn't a big fan of some of the art styling, but I know I will be when I see it on the screen, like on a bigger screen. Um it was fun seeing Spider-Man, was it 2099 in there? The future Spider-Man that he's kind of wrestling with and whatnot. But uh, hey, it's a great trailer. Another trailer that dropped this morning is the full trailer for the fourth Matrix movie today. Yes. And man, oh man, I had that one up in our chat in 15 minutes of it releasing. So. Yep. <laughs> yep. But man, there's a lot of great stuff coming out Dude, this this winter. Just just on like comic book and video game movies for 2022. When you take a look at them, you have the Batman, Black Adam, Morbius, The Flash, Thor, Doctor Strange. Um, you have uh, Black Panther two. I think that one might be moved out. You have Aquaman two. You have Spider Man into the Spider Verse two. You have the trail off of Spider Man No Way Home. You have that Super Pets movie. You have Sonic two. Uh, you have uh, John Wick four. I know that's not comic, but I'm just throwing like overall. It's yeah, just it's, absolutely it's in crazy. The yeah, it's in the it's in the. But there's the Oscar world. Isaac one. The Oscar um, Isaac one. Was Moon Knight. That's a TV show. Moon Knight. Yeah. Yep. That's a TV show. Um, you know, you even have the oh. next uh, Fantastic Beasts for you, Harry Potter, Pottins, whatever you call yourselves. Uh, but yeah, it's just so <laughs> <laughs> it's just so much coming out next year. Huh. It is crazy. Oh, well, think about Obi Wan. Yep, exactly. If we, if, if, yeah, and then Andor. if we take a look at the TV shows, we're oh. looking at. You know, I, it just it's just it's just absolutely crazy. They just we have, like you said, Moon Knight. We have Obi Wan. Uh, we have I, is Mandalorian Andor. next year? Yeah, it's like a Mandalorian will be next year. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's crazy. And we here's the thing, right? Like we we talked about Rogue Squadron possibly being delayed and stuff. Uh, you can't tell with Lucasfilm because they're not going to come out and tell us anything. So I saw a lot of reports today that apparently Patty Jenkins Rogue Squadron is going ahead. Yeah, exactly. So we don't know what poker game Lucasfilm are playing. <laughs> exactly. We just really have no idea. It just, man, we're going to be busy in 2022 and 2023. There's already stuff being lined up for 2023. <sighs> 
it's crazy. I just it's 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 a hell of a time to be a nerd, and I just love pissing off the old guard of the entertainment business. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> the Ridley Scotts of the world, the Martin Scorsese's oh. of the world. Ridley Scott. Every time I see a headline with him, it's a train wreck. Yep. All right, and let's. He's responsible for this Gucci movie. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Let's move on to the Video Game Awards 2021. It is happening this week. It is on the 9th, December 9th. Uh, you'll be able to watch it on YouTube. Activision will not be there. Uh, but uh, there's, you know, the Video Game Awards. The past few years have been a lot of fun. It's been getting more coverage. Uh, and we've been covering it basically every year that I've had a podcast for it. So we're going to go through some of the major categories. We're going to give you our thoughts on who we think is going to win. How does that sound, Phil? Sounds good to me. All right, let's get to this. Uh, the Game Awards 2021 Most Anticipated Game Nominees. Whoa. You have Elden Ring, God of War Ragnarok, what? Horizon Forbidden West, the sequel to The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, or Starfield. Wow. I have to pick, Yeah, I guess. Is that crazy? Elden Ring. God, God, of God of War. God of War? God of War. God of yep. War, interesting. See, I'm going to have to go with... in on that for me. So, so Phil is saying God of War. I'm going to go with the sequel to The Legend of Zelda because it's the sequel to Legend of Zelda Breath mm. of the Wild. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, that, it, it, it was one. basically you're, you're a toss-up. probably right. It was basically a toss-up between Elden Ring and Legend of Zelda. The only reason why I would have gone with Elden Ring is because we've seen more of it. We know more of it. Legend of Zelda, literally, outside of a... T- we don't even know a title. Outside of the it, its existence, we have no idea anything else about this game. Yeah. But it's Legend That's of dangerous. Zelda. It could get pushed. Yeah. It could get pushed. And exactly. it could suck. It's still no, going to do well. It won't suck. But the thing, the thing is, is that... Okay, Elden Ring, yeah, you're right. There's been more of it because it was slated for this year. But Thor Ragnarok was slated for this year. Yeah. And the only God reason why they delayed it is because... Sorry, God of War. The only reason why they delayed it is because the main character got injured. Yep. And he couldn't voice him. Yeah. So they put a hold on, on development or, you know, did other stuff before yeah. they could finish it. All right. Game so, uh, yeah. Best sports uh, slash racing game. You have FIFA 2022, F1 2021, Hot Wheels Unleashed, Riders Republic, or Forza Horizon 5. Oh, Forza. Yeah. I For me. Honestly, I think there's no chance that Forza doesn't win this one. I, I, I think Riders has maybe the number two spot just because it's new and unique. All right. I, I downloaded the demo and I played it. And it, I'm thinking about buying it, but I'll buy it when it goes on sale. I, I missed the last sale. Yeah. Um. I'll buy it, but I was in the middle of Forza when it went on sale, and I'm like, I couldn't pry my eyeballs off that game. Yeah. So everything else, FIFA is the same as FIFA always is. Exactly. Outside of oh. the fact that it's FIFA, it's soccer, worldwide, yada, 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 the game itself, right? You know, it, yeah. it leads a lot to be desired, especially I, with the ultimate team stuff that's happening in the background i i i actually i downloaded the demo of it or the full game the t- trial and 
I I didn't buy it this year. I know normally I buy it on Black Friday. Don't care. I'm like, uh, it'll be in Game Pass for free next year. Yeah, I'm not even going to bother this year. Um, So this yeah. is one so, that... So that tells us a lot. And to be fair to your point and our point, Forza is the same as Forza Horizon 4. <laughs> like, there isn't any yeah. significant difference, but it's just fun to drive around Mexico. Yeah. All right, so... Uh, this one is kind of a giveaway, and the only reason I'm bringing it up just because of how funny, like, if, if this particular game doesn't win this category, I will be shocked. <laughs> and that is for best sim strategy game. Uh, you have Age of Empires <laughs> 4, Evil Genius 2, World Domination, Humankind, Inscription, and Microsoft Flight Simulator. Who do you think is going to win, Phil? Ah, well, if Simulator doesn't win, I think Microsoft have to take a long look in the mirror. Right. Um, here's an interesting one. Best family game. Because, you know, no no two better people to predict this than two single guys. Uh, you have oh. It Takes Two, Mario Party Superstars, New Pokemon Snap, Super Mario 3D World plus uh, Bowser's Fury, and WarriorWare Get It Together. Like, look, the Nintendo products probably have an advantage, but I'm going to go with It Takes Two. Just because our friend James, one more astronaut on Twitch, he did a great stream of it and it got it got really highly watched and whatnot. And I saw it win another award. Yeah. So, hey, it'll be my my outside pick. I'm gonna agree with you 100. percent But just for the sake of being different, I'm gonna say Mario Party Superstars, just because it is Nintendo. It is Mario Party. Okay. Yeah, and it's a solid one. Mario yeah. Party's always a good time. Yeah. Uh, best fighting game. You have Demon Slayer, uh, the Hinokami Chronicles, Guilty Gear Strive, Multi Blood, Type Lumina, Nickelodeon All Star Brawl, Virtual Fighter Five Ultimate Showdown. Ugh. I'll go with Virtual Fighter just to be weird. <laughs> Yeah, I can see that, honestly. But I think Guilty Gear is going to win. Yeah. I, I I just picked Virtua Fighter because I'm an old school fighting game guy. And I remember yeah, that, the Sega of Virtua course. Fighter. Yep. Here's an interesting one with a very interesting uh, nominee. Best RPG. You have Tales of Arise. Shin Megami Tensei Five. Scarlet Nexus, Monster Hunter Rise, and Cyberpunk 2077. Well, I hate to say it, but Tyler's not here, so I'm going to say it. Cyberpunk ain't on that list. It's it's there, but mm, after that launch, nope, nope, nope. So I'm going to go with Scarlet Nexus because I've played it, yeah, and I liked it. I think... Um, but yeah. that Monster Hunter, woo, that's got to be probably number one. Because Monster Hunter Rise, I think, released on the Switch and on the PlayStation 5. So yeah, I don't recall. I'm, like, mm. I'm going to say Tales of Arise. Okay. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's an interesting one there. Uh, best action adventure game. You have Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, Metroid Dread, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, Resident Evil Village, and Psychonauts 2. This is a hard one. Whoa. What a list. What's what's the name of this category again? Best action adventure game. 
Oh man. Oh, that's a tough one. Um, go over the candidates one more time. Marvel's guardians of the galaxy, Metroid dread, ratchet and clank drift apart, resident evil village or psychonauts Two. I think what's going to win is Psychonauts 2 or Resident Evil just because of the wide game base. What I want to win is Guardians of the Galaxy. Right. What I think is going to win and what I want to win is Metroid Dread. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's a, that's a strong one, too. Like, it's Metroid. It's the continuation of an a, a iconic game. Yep. And it was very well-received. Super positive reviews. You know, it's 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 really it, and it's Nintendo. There's something about Nintendo and nostalgia with these awards, right? Like when Nintendo does something right, it gets praised for it. Yeah, and and they when they get it right, they get it right. Yeah, it's bang on. But I don't know. I've seen so much fanfare about Resident Evil. It's not my type of game, but it's undeniable. And they went with such a blitzed strategy of getting it on everybody's console. Like they just went crazy and started giving away the previous version. And like, it was, it was a full on assault of anybody in video yep. gaming. Agreed. But Agreed. hundred percent. I, I just think that that might sway a vote if it's possible. All right. The next one is best action game back for blood. Chivalry Two, death loop, far cry six or returnal. Mm, I hope it's Returnal. I think it'll but be Deathloop. I think Deathloop, oh, 100%. 100%. I think Tyler would have a really tough time choosing between yeah. those two. I think he would pick Returnals. I don't know. Have you heard him talk about Deathloop? It's, but yeah, Returnal, I know he he lost sleep over that game. Yeah, I know. So it's, yeah. Here's an interesting one. I uh, skip. I'm skipping uh, best audio, whatever. But I will. We will talk about this one. Best score and music nominees and predictions. Guess which game is in this category? And I think we're both gonna pick this game. Guardians of the Galaxy. Correcto. <laughs> I can't express to you enough. I can't wait until you play this game. You know that I haven't. Like, I haven't for- played and been playing it. Oh, okay, okay. I wasn't sure. <laughs> I got it recently. Like, yeah, I got, I got it, it for uh, my birthday. Okay, so you know the nostalgic hit that it is. Like yeah. you're sitting there and it's exactly what Tyler said. A whole bunch of geeks and nerds bought some tab cola, sat around and listened to retro 80s soundtracks and figured out and and had a whole stack of Guardians of Galaxy old comic books and picked like the best hits out of them. Yeah. Like and yeah. combine them like wouldn't it be rad if uh we played aha take on me here like you know it's just nuts yeah. man all right so here's it's the so other, well done it's here like are the other movie. nominees you have cyberpunk 2077 death loop near replicant version 1.22 blah 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 uh marvel's guardians of the galaxy and the artful escape oh artful escape is damn good i say that was i finished that game Believe it or not. Really? I didn't think that yeah, would be your I, type I played, of game. I played the living crap out of it because it was easy achievements. 
of course. You and achievements. I love it. Here's the thing, though. I enjoyed it so much. I actually went back and replayed it just for the fun of it. I locked all, I unlocked all achievements and I went back because you got the guy from the Mandalorian voicing in it as a main character, uh, 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 grief cargo guy, yeah, the guy from Rocky. Um, and you, you actually had this really sweet story about a guy coming to terms with what his expectation is in life and what his desires are. Hmm. And that, that battle in between and it all involves space and aliens and stuff and weirdness. It reminded me so much of what I was like when I was in high school because right. I was all music and, and, and music and, and sci-fi. Right. Right. And this was, it just really hit a nerve with me yeah. and a pure games made. Fantastic. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, and right. it was free on game. Pass. Well, there you go. Again, Game Pass. There you go. Best art direction. We're going to skip that one. We're going to go to the best ongoing game. You get Apex Legends, Apex Legends, Call of Duty Warzone, Final Fantasy 14, Genshin Impact, or Fortnite. I'm going to go with Final Fantasy because apparently this game is amazing and they've done some really amazing stuff to it in the past year or so. I'm going to go with Genshin. Because I hate Fortnite, so yeah, well, exactly. <laughs> and Call of Duty, and uh, we there should be a best shit the bed award and Battlefront twenty forty four or whatever, right? Uh, <laughs> best multiplayer nominees: Back for Blood, Knockout City, It Takes Two, Monster Hunter Rise, New World, and Valheim. It takes two. <laughs> I agree. It's either that or Back for Blood, but I'm going to say it takes two. Uh, Back for Blood lacked, man. I know, but... It really... But it, it it is Black for Blood. Like, it was a continuation, and it was... It released in a segment that was otherwise quiet, because I played it. I have it on my Xbox. Yep. And it was also on Game Pass. <laughs> of course. Uh, best Performance nominees, we're going to skip that one. Uh, best Narrative, we're going to be skipping that one. Best Direction nominees. We're going to be skipping that one. All right. Here's the big one, my friend. Game of the Year 2021 at the Game Awards. You have Deathloop, It Takes Two, Metroid Dread, Psychonauts 2, Ratchet and Clank, Rift Apart, or Resident Evil Village. I think probably Dread. Yeah. I, I unfortunately it takes two doesn't have the legs. See, this, game of the year maybe Psychonauts do maybe Psychonauts. This do. is where I can see Resident Evil winning. Or that yeah like like there's there's an argument for all of them. They all are in that conversation. Maybe yeah. the one that I'm most surprised by is it, it takes two, but Deathloop. Like the only thing that's hurting Deathloop right now is that it was a Sony exclusive and you can't get it on that console. Like it's it's hard to get access to that game. Yeah. Uh, well, I guess you can play the PS4 version or whatever, but you know what I mean? Like to get the true experience. Same with Ratchet and Clank. Rift Part, great game. Fantastic. Yep. But I, I don't know that it's got the eyeballs on it, but Dread going to the Nintendo, boom, instantly millions of people are playing it. 
Yeah. You know, Resident Evil, yeah, multi-platform. Psychonauts 2, I think it's a nostalgic kick, man. Like, there's there was a lot of amazing stuff said about that game when it came out. So. Yep, 100%. 100%, I agree. Uh, but this is where I do think, just because of the push, just because of the advertisement, just because of the popularity, just because of how well it was received, this is where Resident Evil 2 is really going to, or sorry, Resident Evil Village is going to yeah. um, just reign supreme. Yeah, strong genre. You know, it's funny what's not in that list, and that is like Halo and stuff. But I, I think it's just because it released Windows. So. Yeah, it's released Windows. One hundred percent, it's yeah. going to be released Windows. We'll see. We'll yeah, see Halo even next with year Infinite. for sure. Yeah, yeah, even Infinite. They the the multiplayer. They just kind of threw it out there on that twentieth anniversary. I know, right? Like, ah, of Infinite. Sure, we'll we'll go live with it. Which I know there was a lot of controversy on the weekend. I don't know if you want to talk about that. Um, let's 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 hold up on that. Um, unless you okay. want to touch on it briefly. I'm just, gonna, I'm just gonna briefly skim it, people, because I'm that Halo guy, and I'm looking forward to Infinite. But just really quickly, apparently in the subreddit there was some threats and some doxing going on for people. So I just gotta say, you know, congrats to three four three for releasing a free Halo, a free-to-play Halo. And I know it's not easy to do a free-to-play thing, and I know that they're working through it. But And you're allowed to be a little bit critical of that as a fan, but by no means do you have any right or authority to threaten people's lives or livelihoods over a video game. It, it just, you know, it's one of those things where I think we lose track of what it means to be a decent human being and not to overreact on things and it just looks like some people got a little bit too too angry so gamers getting angry nah impossible yeah so i just would feel remiss if we didn't at least mention it because if you do make that that fabled google search you, you might be led to our our podcast for not liking 343. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, they deserve it though. All right, man, let's uh, get to the main event of the of the show and that is Hawkeye season 1 episode 3 Echoes. I believe this week Phil, you will not be yelling at clouds. You quite enjoyed this episode and I think that this show kind of turned around with you. Yeah. Yeah, I I'll be honest like even in my angry moment last week, you first episode was definitely challenging for me. Yeah. Second episode sat a little bit better and third episode won me over. So yeah. now it's a shame that it's a six episode season, <laughs> but I, I liked what I saw this week. And I got to say, it looks like the rest of the internet did too. Yeah. By and large. It was very um, well received to say the least. Um, so yeah, so we see who the you know who we suspect at least right now is the leader of the tracksuit mafia, and that's Maya Lopez. Maya Lopez is a known Marvel character. Uh, originally came out, I want to say Daredevil number nine or something like that. Um, you know, the, we kind of get some of her backstory. We find out that she is in fact deaf. I kind of like how that's becoming this uh, overall theme in this show. 
Uh, the only apprehension I've seen from a feedback that I had from a friend was that it seems to be coming to the show is becoming the deaf person show. Like everything's relating to deafness. And they think that that is just a lot. It's just a lot as a viewer. Right. But I'm like, Hey, it's a legitimate issue. Yeah. And those people I know with my, I have a family member who's a, a translator with sign language. Like yeah. One of those interpreters. Actually, you know so, what? I kind of really want to learn ASL at this point. Mm-hmm. Not just because of the show, exactly. not just because of the show. It's something that I've been thinking about for a few years. I think that it's a, it's a good skill to have, you know, and I don't see why it's not taught to us as an inclusion tool more than anything else. Yep. It, it breaks down barriers, right? Exactly. It's, it's exactly. Oh. All right. So Maya Lopez interrogates Barton and Bishop about Ronin because Ronin apparently killed her father in the past. Um, Barton manages to kind of free himself. He fends off the tracksuit mafia. Um, though through this fight, Maya Lopez breaks his earring aid. So for most of the episode, Clint is uh, deaf. Uh, we kind of get a fun little action scene. It, you know, it, it took place on the street. There was a couple funny lines because Clint doesn't have his earring aid. Him and, um, and uh, Bishop are kind of like trying to communicate in their own way. So we're kind of seeing that dynamic of these two and they're, they're having to kind of get along with in the not so traditional way. Yeah, it was fun to see the chemistry. It's, it's starting to make you um, um, relate to the characters. Yeah. Cause you can only put yourself in that position and the stress and you're like, okay. And yeah, the, the chase scene was had a lot of comedy and whatnot in it, and maybe even some Marvel breaking stuff for timelines, but it was still great. It was fun yeah. to watch. I wasn't thinking about that stuff when I watched it. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, they obviously get free. Um, Cassie advises Maya not to get into trouble with her uncle. I love how like they're really stressing this person out a little more. Um, now, you know... <laughs> What? I just think it's funny because we all know who the uncle is, I think. And it, it's it's Helen all along, you know, like. It's just like we called with with Captain Winter Soldier. I think we're to that point. Like, when's Kingpin come into this? You know what I mean? <laughs> right. <laughs> Having said that, we all got duped. We all got duped with uh, yes. Wanda and uh, <laughs> Scarlet and WandaVision. Like, let's remember that. Fuck. That that was just hilarious. Mephesto, Mephesto, Mephesto. But, you know, this episode yeah. really did have a huge Easter egg that pointed to Kingpin. And not only any Kingpin, but a Kingpin we've already seen in mm-hmm. some sideways MCU on the Netflix shows. Um, it also... The fact that Kevin Feige said that Charlie Cox will be reprising his role as Daredevil in the MCU. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> it's crazy. I'm like, there's no coincidences, but like, good for Marvel. It's hard to do everything. Like, the fans are getting smart about it. They're doing a lot of research. And the hints are always there. They always have been. You know what I mean? Like when you go back and watch even WandaVision, 
I'm like, there's no suggestions of Mephesto anywhere, but we invented that because we wanted it. Yeah. But all the evidence was there to point to Helen Harkness all along, like, you know, or Agatha Harkness all along. Yeah. Like all of it was there, Harkness all along. Like, like, oh crap. We got, we, we overthought it. So it's interesting. I, maybe it's not Kingpin. I don't know, but I know like next week we're confirmed with Black Widow's sister being yep. in it. So yep. it's, there's a lot of marveling going on here. <laughs> there a is a lot thing. of marveling going on in this show. Um, but yeah, so they want to, they being Kate and Clint, want to learn more about the tracksuit mafia. Um, they want to hack into the criminal database. Uh, Kate Bishop is locked out of the system uh, when she's attempting to bypass security. Barton encounters uh, Duquesne, uh, who essentially right now at this point has Ronan's sword, and that's kind of where we get the cliffhanger. Um, you know, the majority of this episode was really uh, the backstory of Maya Lopez introducing mm-hmm. the fact that she right now is the supposed leader of the Traxum Mafia, but there's someone above her, this uncle character. Um, and um, the other portion of this episode is really the, the, the car chase scene uh, when they were trying to get away from the Traxum Mafia. Yeah, and the Maya Lopez stuff mirrored Kate Bishop's origin story. Like, is it, my dad's dead. And you know what I mean? Like, there's so many parallels that I'm like, okay, so we're setting up the same character from different ends of the spectrum. And, 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 yeah, and you're this right. kind of goes back to what we talked about in Falcon and Winter Soldier, and that is what defines a hero versus what defines a villain. And I love how they're doing this yet again, this, these these parallel characters, but one's a good guy and one's a bad guy. Yeah, and just like they did in Falcon Winter Soldier, I think there's going to be a point of which, and I think this is all being done on purpose, because I think we're going to be given a team of bad superheroes and be told that they're good, like Suicide Squad. Like, I think that there's like stuff that's going to happen where oh you know yeah that that's just what i foresee coming along or down the pipe possibly if they want to go there yeah right i know there's comic equivalents of it but yeah for sure uh but yeah no this episode was really good um you know new episode coming out this wednesday so in 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 a in a day and a three and a half hours um probably a little more actually since it's 3 a.m here but yeah, I'm super excited. Like, I'm really enjoying this show yeah. a lot more than you I thought of, I would. What do you think of the Ant-Man arrow? Um, <laughs> that was a nice little Easter egg. I kind of enjoyed that. It was good, but it breaks the continuity. Yes. Because yes. there was pip particles in Hawkeye's quiver all along. <laughs> it depends... <laughs> It depends when this takes place, right? You have to remember that. Yeah, I know. It depends when but it takes somebody, place. Somebody did the math on the internet. I don't want to go there because I don't want to ruin the experience. But they're like, this changes a lot of stuff because that conversation could only have happened at a certain point. Like, yeah. Because of where Ant-Man's been. So... <laughs> yeah, there, yeah, there's a lot. Um, yeah, for sure. Uh... <laughs> Which, I, whatever. I, I haven't there, done any research on it, and I don't know that I will. But you know what I mean. Like, yeah, it's fun stuff. Like, it's funny stuff like that. Like, I saw a whole bunch of stuff slamming Black Widow because they had a My Little Pony toy 
in the yeah. wrong timeline. I'm like, that's just a production error. Yeah. That's not them trying to tell us like Michael J. Fox is going to pop out of a DeLorean. Yeah. Like now <laughs> the one thing about this show is this. And again, this could be explained by when and it takes place. Right. Mm. And that is they're in New York. They're clearly, um, you know, the tracksuit mafia clearly is a known reputable for lack of a better word um a criminal organization they're in yeah. new york where the fuck is spider-man during all this yeah i, I don't it's full you know, of this stuff is, like but this, this is the like, issue but this is the issue this right here is the issue mm. with these interconnected worlds and having these standalone stories because you begin to start saying stuff like this, right? Like, you know, all of this could uh, could have easily been solved if XYZ character just showed up and helped them. Yeah. Well, and and here's the thing. Maybe, maybe Peter Parker's off in Europe. That's exactly. Right? He could be off in Europe. Um, it could be but that, during... That's where, that's where this unravels everything else though because if it's not peter's in europe and 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 hawkeye has the pip particles you know what i mean like you yeah. just can't stop thinking about when that interaction happened and how it relates to when they say end game happened yep you know what i mean and it's just like you have like literally you're talking about 15 minutes in between movies where that could have happened to maintain it and then you have to wonder why like what clint do just corner ant-man and go hey man why didn't you go up thanos's ass and explode yourself yeah like you know the, give the me pit particles like the, the thing that ultimately or, or whatever hurts the timeline in the mcu right now is that five-year gap between infinity wars mm-hmm. and endgame if they, if they if they just said a few years down the road i think they could have gotten away with a lot more. And they've, if they yeah. never said that it was specifically five years, I think internet sleuths would have done the math, especially when they see the age of certain characters, but you'd be able to hide some of these issues. But specifically because they said five years later, just because they wanted yeah. that audible gasp from the audience in the theater, because I know it was a fact, every theater, every showing had that gasp when it said five years later. Yeah. No, you're right. And it's, it's the speci- specificity of it all that, that, you know, gives us an, it's Canon podcast. <laughs> so it's like, the, it's those things that you muse about sometimes because like, let's face it. If you're just going to abandon the continuity that they provided us and they get, it's one thing to miss a, my little pony and black widow, that's production error. But it's another to get your own canon wrong. Yep. Right. And that's the gotcha moment that every nerd wants to own them on. Not because it's fun making them be embarrassed, but just because, hey, it's I fun. paid attention to 24 movies. Yeah. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's funny, but at the same time, like, you know, they, they, uh, I feel like M- uh, Feige and his team should know better. You know, like they know. Yeah. They should have called ma- up. They should have called up Pablo Hidalgo. <laughs> Basically, they hey, know what have you done wrong with Star Wars? Hey, don't do this with the fans. Yeah, that's exactly don't it. Right? Canon. <laughs> yeah, don't rewrite canon. Don't screw up canon. Don't screw up years. 
um, because you know there's a lot of examples of this. This isn't the first thing that has this kind of issue, right? It's just really being highlighted right now, just because of again specifically that five years later, and we're seeing things on this show that technically shouldn't have, technically shouldn't be happening. And again, yeah, I go back. Go go ahead. They, they they come back at the fans with very specific answers when fans start to theorize about timelines, right? And they placed WandaVision at a very specific timeline. Yes. They said, okay, this is happening before this, but after that. And then Black Widow, same thing. And then every time the fans start to ask these creepy questions around that timeline, they do give specific answers to the credit. But that specific answer can lay the trap. Yes. And that's where the fans are enjoying this because what may have been considered in the production room as, oh, this happened in some kind of gooey space here, all of a sudden becomes really defined. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, that's, I think the comics get away with it a lot better because the comics. Oh, comics. Comics are comics. Yeah. Yeah. You know, comics just vet everything anyway. Exactly. And and they're so cyclical. Um, that you know that 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 timing is always going to be off for stuff just because you know characters age and then they de-age and then they age a little more and they it's back and yeah. forth right so you can get away with it a little more with comics they, die, but they with, come back exactly but with movies you're dealing with people's actual ages to a certain extent right like uh, yeah or contracts are, ending <laughs> yeah or contracts ending which which you know this is why I'm very I don't even not not skeptical, but more nervous about the future of the MCU for that very reason, right? And how they're going to handle yeah. this. But now with the multiverse, you can do whatever the fuck you want, basically, and it it's all in canon, just like the show. Having said that, Phil, tell our listeners how they can get a hold of us and let us know what we think or what they think, thought, our thinking of the video game awards of Hawkeye, of PlayStation Plus's future plans. Hey, you can track us down on our website at www.itscanonpodcast.com. You can look us up on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at It's Canon Podcast, all one word. If you email us, you can find us at show at itscanonpodcast.com. You can find our podcast wherever you found this one. Hey, like probably Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, whatever application you're on, we're most likely there. And uh, do us a favor, subscribe, uh, leave a rate and review if the platform allows it at all and tell your friends about it because hey we love talking about canon stuff here on the it's canon podcast yeah that's pretty much it thanks for that phil uh yeah we have a lot of fun stuff coming as i as we talked about earlier in the show we have the christmas special coming uh you know where we're going to be watching pig gremlins and labyrinth and hopefully you can watch that too and participate in the chatter then we also have, like, you know, like I mentioned, uh, the Book of Boba Fett. We're likely going to be doing those extra episodes with special guests every episode. But regardless, thank you for listening. It is the It's Canon Podcast, the podcast where we talk about all things geek, the podcast where we talk about all things pop culture, the podcast where we talk about anything and everything because it's all in canon. He's Phil. I'm Boris. Goodbye. Goodbye.